So, Sarah, when was the last time you were on this podcast? Yeah, the last time was when Ben and I were walking through the Soul Care community. And oh, that's right. Yeah. We I think I, I was involved with that. Mm-hmm. That feels yeah. like forever ago. But that was this calendar year, right? It was this calendar year, February. Oh yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. So you were, yeah, you, we, me, you and Ben talked about the soul care learning community, walked people through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, over these last, was that nine months? No, not nine months ago. Eight months ago, give Gosh, or take. Yeah. Something but like I want to say it's almost a year, which is wild. Almost a year. You and Jason have been working together. Jason's the executive director of congregational care. Mm-hmm. You're the director of care. Mm-hmm. You guys work really closely together and we've kind of, yeah. you've streamlined the process, right? Yeah. Of how we do pastoral care. Yeah. Essentially, we are trying to get really clear on the process of care within New City, mm. partially because even I, a couple of weeks ago, as I, I was sitting in the back of the church and just looking out, it's so full, which is a beautiful thing. But there yeah. are so many humans in that space. Mm-hmm. And it was just a moment for me of realizing like, yeah, we we have to be really clear on how we're providing both pastoral care as well as soul care to our people, mm-hmm. because we're only getting larger yeah and there's no way that if we were to ask ben and damien and jason um or ryan and kenny to hold that um it would be both do it would be doing a disservice to the members of new city as well as to the pastors yeah you know what i mean Well, it's almost a sense in which maybe they could but then that would be all they do Totally. And it's like, yes. well, somebody's got to get up and preach and someone's got to cast vision and someone, yes. there's other things that have to happen from the pastoral staff. So yeah. sitting with people, caring for people is part of their role and responsibility, but they can't do it for 40 hours a week. Right. So we have to find an answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you and Jason have been working on and kind of clarifying mm-hmm. and are ready to, it, it's, it, we're presenting it on this podcast as if it's a rollout of a new thing, but it's really just being public about this is what the process is. This is how yeah. you could enter into it if you feel like you're in a season of need or. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, it does. Congregational care is on one hand, all encompassing mm-hmm. and on another hand, kind of a not the underbelly, a little bit, like the underbelly of New City, in that it's not an upfront ministry. Yeah. Um, people don't often know that I'm the director of care. So This is about as close as it comes to like a Katie Anderson on stage asking for volunteers for City Kids. It's like, this is, this yeah, is not... Yeah, but way more boring. Way more boring, <laughs> less... I don't think we're doing any funny voices. There's no skits happening in the next five yeah, minutes. Yeah, no. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah Nixon, and I'm the director of care, and right. this is not as fun I, I am looking Katie for hurting Anderson. people. If you're in pain, <laughs> please send me an email. It's not, yes. It's not quite that, but Yes. it is directing people, well, who do I... If I really am having a problem, or there's something I want to talk to my pastor about, or there's something I'm struggling with, what, where do I go first? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the bet, really, the best place is to reach out to me directly. Um, okay. If you are in a significant season of suffering or sorrow or sin. Um, that you want to move out of or know what to do with, um, 
the best place to reach out is me, S Nixon at newcityorlando.com. Okay, you're just you're putting it out there. That's I right. am. Sorry, I don't have an Insta tag, you know. Or, yeah, that's but, fine. Um, yeah, reach out to me. And really, uh, can I share a little bit of like overarching? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give give us model. the way the system, like we're, we're popping the trunk on. Is yeah. it popping the trunk or popping the hood? Like, popping the hood. Popping the hood, is. looking under to see what's what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So really our hope for congregational care is that we know we need relationships to do life. We know life is hard and we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. So what is great is that New City has really created a like system or model where care can happen. You know, so much of it is if we have a time and a place on the schedule, um, care is possible. Like if I know that I'm showing up to my circle on Thursday at 7, care is possible if I just create that space for it. So within Sunday morning worship, within communities, within circles, like that's where we hope that you're really being known and knowing others. Mm. Um, Which I think that's really important to underscore. It's to some extent the first line of, I don't want to say defense because it's not that, but if you're in a circle, if you're in a community, there's already people who do know what you're carrying, presumably. But it may even be something where because of shame or other reasons, you don't want to bring it into that space yet, but you are still struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And we're also in a season where there's people, I think, who would like to be in circles who aren't yet. Right. And so they, they, we're just sort of, yeah, there's there's a there's a stand, maybe a ideal way this would happen. You talk to your circle, you get your community involved. Yes. Then they reach out to you and the process starts from there. But right. life is often less than ideal. Less than ideal, way messier than we want it to be. But yeah, that's right. So um, when, you know, we've all had the moment when we're sitting across from someone and as a therapist, I often make the joke, if I'm sitting across from someone, there are times that I think, wow, that sounds really hard. You should talk to someone about that. Mm-hmm. And ironically, and the like, person wait. is me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that as often as I used to. But so we've we've all had that experience. Um and so the great thing is that when it feels like your community or your circle is not enough to hold where you are, and we've all been there, mm-hmm. um, when the season of life is so excruciating or so out of control that we need more, um, that's when we have systems in place to both bring in pastoral care um, So that could look like several sessions with a pastor that could look like um, receiving like mercy and financial care through our internal mercy fund. Our diaconate is over that process. Um, That could look like receiving counseling resources and referrals could also look like um, us bringing a care team around you, which is a group of people that ideally you already know and have a previous trusting relationship with, mm-hmm. um, and they intentionally walk with you through a season um, with a purpose of moving out of where you are and into um, greater healing, which we would define through a care plan. So the care team 
model is kind of our our higher level of care um, but all of that is available and when someone reaches out to me that would be kind of an initial like intake process to really assess what's the severity of what they're walking through what support and resources do they already have mm-hmm. um, and how ready are they to engage the process so it's almost like you're kind of identifying the gaps that are there so then we can kind of yeah. see like, okay, what's what's missing here? What's good here? What's mm-hmm. What could be strengthened? And, and in my understanding with the care team, it's it's people they already, like you said, it's people they already know, but it's people that are then opting in to be really involved yes. in the situation. So it relieves some of the burden of the person who's experiencing things to be like, yeah, you can reach out to these people because they've agreed to be accessible for this specific thing, not just in a general like, yeah, call me if you have any problems. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very clearly defined um, process where expectations are known both for the care team participant, the one receiving care, as well as the care team. Um, And we've also made it a a six-month commitment, so there's a clearly defined, yeah, you're in it with them for this amount of time with an option to to re-up or or end Mm. um and also a very clearly defined like here's where you here's the problem and here's where you are hoping to go here's kind of the picture of what you're moving towards yeah yeah so i think it's that's really helpful to kind of sketch the picture for people that it's there's we're bringing other people in it's not they're not sending you an email and then it's like you're just going to take it from there and fix their problems for them it's you're you're kind of there's probably is it triage that they're in Mm -hmm. medical terms with Mm -hmm. their you know you're kind of assessing what's going on but you're bringing other people into the process and then eventually a diagnosis is made and then you're sending sending the person to get the care from the appropriate people at that point totally yeah yeah and there may be times that you know jason and i really enjoy meeting with people um sometimes we'll meet with members together sometimes separately um and yeah, we, we really enjoy the, the process of sitting with someone and determining what is best for them at this point. But something really cool about the care team process is that like, part of healing requires time. And so I think the care team model recognizes like, yeah, you're not going to get out of this tomorrow. You need a you need time, you need support, you need people, you need resources. Um, so let's try and make that happen to the best of our ability. Yeah. Well, I think that's, it, it could be too that your circle is your care team, but it would be like a question to yeah. your circle that they would need to kind of level level up their commitment to mm-hmm. To you in a season, it wouldn't have to be like, oh, we got to find three more people. Yeah. Even though you already have a circle or, you know, outside your community group. It's you're getting people that are already sort of in the loop to buy in a little bit more to the Mm -hmm. process, be a little more informed. Yeah. Ben and I have talked about that. And that feels like an ideal situation if Mm -hmm. we want to talk about, yeah, ideal that your circle would turn into a care team. The reality is that there's like a mutuality that we hope for within a circle space sure. that's a bit lost right. when you move into a care team. But depending on the people in your circle, that might be good. That might be okay. Yeah. It just really depends on yeah, I was going to say, because the, the care team meeting, it's really checking in with the person singular yeah. rather than like anyone else sharing like, well, you know, that sounds really bad, but here's what I'm going through or yeah. something like that. It's, it's, it's three people kind of aimed at one person helping to build them up, pour into them, right. which is not necessarily 
the way it is with a circle every week. Maybe some weeks a circle can be like that, but right. week in and week out, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, the ideal or, or hope for a care team is that they're really like harnessing all of the active listening skills and the, you know, the Kairos circle is another thing that Ben has mm-hmm. implemented in the circle space. Um, when you said you said active listening and just a pen to put in right here for people to go back and listen to the series that we talked about mm-hmm. at the beginning of the podcast, because that was a big focus of that learning community was teaching. Yeah. How do you actually do these active listening skills with other people? Yeah. Yes, totally. Good plug. Also, when someone is engaging in a care team as a participant, one of my roles and one thing that I really enjoy is meeting with those people on a regular basis for ongoing training or support or care for the people that are doing the heavy lifting because we all know that that costs us something to Mm. walk intentionally with another human. Um, So I enjoy providing some of that training and skill set along the way yeah well that's great well i I feel like this is we'll talk a little bit more but i just want to you know anecdotally say we really have entered into a new season at new city where as you said standing in the back looking at everyone out there it's there's a lot more people here Mm -hmm. than there was two or three years ago and i know we we came to new city back in i think it was 2017 and at that point in time it was not unreasonable to walk up to ben after church, yeah. start a conversation and be able to get coffee later in the week mm. or, you know, connect with Damien, get drinks sometime. And it's like, yeah, it, it, we were small enough to where the pastors could have more one-on-ones with people they had with a capacity. regular basis. And it almost felt like that was kind of the way things got started. Mm. You had a problem, you reached out to Ben and Damien or Ben or Damien, whichever one, maybe you had already had a closer connection to, you get together with them, you have conversations, they assess and think like, oh, this, this feel, they called them shepherding situations. Are we still using that Mm. language? Um, we refer to shepherding more like care cases, care cases, okay. Shepherding situation. It almost made it sounds not, not sinister, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like, oh, there's a, there's a shepherding situation out in the pasture. Like, yeah, like like it's not a good thing. Right. But, but this could just be like you said, the categories of suffering, sin, sorrow. It's like, yeah. Sometimes it's just something you're going through. Sometimes it's something that you, you know, you're lamenting, grieving, or sometimes mm-hmm. it's your own sinfulness catching up to you in mm-hmm. some ways. And so it's like, yeah, you need care cases sounds more, more neutral. Yeah. 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 But yeah I just, I would say like it was, you went to the pastor first and then maybe they were the ones that put together the care team or had to triage and figure out you know, refer you to a counselor, that sort of thing. So right. part of what we're doing, I, I was just taking a step back to say part of what we're doing here is naming. That's not really the way it works anymore. And if yes. you've been here for a long time, you may assume, oh, that's the way it still works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good clarification. And it feels important to say too, like, that's not the way it it works currently, but that doesn't change really the level of care over souls that our pastoral leadership feels. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there could be a perception of like, oh, they're not accessible anymore. And so there's like a loss of um, pastoral shepherding or leadership. And yeah, it feels important to, to just know, like, actually, our hope is that our members will receive a higher level of care with people that can actually walk with them 
on a weekly basis. Um, and that is because our leadership loves us and they recognize their limitation. Yeah. Well, I, just, I even want to name, like, you came on staff full-time last August. Jason came on full-time last November. Yeah. So there are there's now two people whose full-time job is overseeing care at New City, That's which is right. not what it was when it was Ben and Damien. Mm. Like, they did, they did participate in care cases, but that was one of several things that they did. And right. also maybe could name too, like th- this is not to say moving forward, don't reach out to Damien and Ben if you are struggling and need help. Totally. And it's like, yeah, they're your pastors. Reach out to your pastor. But yeah. what would likely happen now is you get space with Damien, talk about what's going on, and Damien's mm-hmm. going to say, hey, I'm going to connect you with Sarah, and she's mm-hmm. going to take the baton from here and kind of help work out what a care case might look like, what a care team right. might look like, instead of right. Damien being the one to do all of that work to figure everything out and set everything up. Right. Yeah. Even though he stay he'll he stay he still may be involved. We almost almost lost it there. He still may <laughs> be involved it. in the process as it goes along. Yeah. Yeah, as part of the depending on what the specifics of your care plan looks like, um there's always going to be I'm glad you said this actually this is important. There's always going to be an elder assigned to a care plan. Um, so ideally, again, we're using the ideal situation, the elder is in your collective. So they're kind of like geographically close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which they, we should double click on that real quick. Yeah, that has, double click. We haven't talked about collectives. Right. Publicly, publicly. But the, okay, here we are. It's Welcome, fi- everyone. It's fine that collectives. we can. Collectives. <laughs> yeah, it, we, we needed something. We had circles. We had communities. We had congregation. Now we need collectives. It's basically just a way of grouping people geographically. And so an elder would presumably be over a certain couple of zip codes or so right. of people, just so that the elders have people under their care and they're not just like... There's a group of elders. There's a bunch of people. How are they matched up? Yeah. It's a way of not losing any members um, and every elder know who is theirs to care for and shepherd and yeah. pray for. Fairly evenly divided as much as we can so yeah. that it's not, you know, just because there's more people in one area doesn't mean one elder has more. Right. Right. Yeah. So thank you for double clicking on that. Um, that elder would would be responsible to meet with, pray for, check in with, um, really provide the um, like pastoral authority and leadership over um, the care team for those six months. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good clarification. So there is an elder involved. It may be Damien in your case. It may be somebody else. It just right. depends on a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of, we've laid out kind of a general structure of what's going on, the way you and Jason are are overseeing things now, what people Mm -hmm. can do. Um, Is there anything else you want to add before we give real specifics about, I mean, people can email you, but there's also a, we're going to have a care page in the app with certain forms in it that people can access, but anything else we need to add before we explain that? Mm. Yeah, I think I would just invite people to not hide. (laughs) There's no need to... Um, to not ask for help or care. Um, you might find that Jason and I are very eager, <laughs> sometimes overly eager, mm. um, to move in and really get to know get to know the human across from us and 
offer hope. So yeah, I would just encourage anyone listening to not hesitate to reach out. Yeah, well, that's good. And, and I hope too, for some of us, some of us introverts, I think it can help if the, the bar gets lowered and it's like, oh, I can send an email or like, oh, I could fill out a <laughs> yes. form. I don't, have to, I don't have to wait around after church and... Uh-huh. You know, in the sanctuary trying to make it up to a pastor. You or... might get a call from me if you fill out a form, but okay. it is a little, yes, okay. an easier in. It is an easier in, yeah. And you're not, sometimes the face-to-face thing is the barrier of like, I've got to find someone I don't necessarily know very well. It's like yeah. it's, sending an email can be a little bit easier to kind of totally. move, move things forward Take if you're not sure. Take a first step. Yeah. But I think part of our hope here too was in putting this podcast out is people can actually hear from you next week or in the next couple of weeks, you're going to do another podcast with your circle and yes. so people can kind of hear you interacting a little bit more in, yeah, in that I'm space and that. kind of get a feel for what that sounds like mm-hmm. and what what that looks like and so then it, it just people could know you a little bit better in that sense so you're not a face in the crowd in the back of the room yeah thinking about all the hurt, <laughs> the hurting people and you know wanting to care for them but not knowing I have where my to Kleenex start. and my tea there you go <laughs> I'm just kidding well sometimes I mean, yeah, it's true. So I was gonna say, so, I don't know well, Sarah, this has been great talking about this. We'll yeah. point people to the app. They can find what they need there. There's going to be a, on the homepage, there'll be a link yep. to the care page. And then also you already said your email, but we'll have it in the show notes. We'll have the links to the podcast series as well. Yeah. And on the app, we'll be maybe we're getting here, but we will have um, links for the Internal Mercy Fund request form, mm. as well as just an overarching care request form if you know that you need some further support but not sure what that looks like Um, and then a counseling request form we um, really value supporting members through the counseling process so those will be accessible on the app yeah we'll we'll have those in there so we're keeping them on the keep them in the app they're not there at the moment at least as I'm saying these words, but by the time <laughs> by the time people are hearing this podcast, they can open up the app and on the home screen, they Amazing. should see a link to everything we've been talking about. That's great. So thanks for taking time to talk with me today. Thank you, Nate. Tell us about this the care plan. Yeah, it was fun. We'll look forward to next time.